Welcome back to Fourth and Forever. You know the drill. We're going to get right into these games from week one. We're going to talk to Travis Kelsey and ask him all about the Houston Texans opening game uh, with the Chiefs. But before that, just some of my personal takeaways from this weekend. Man alive. Buffalo looked unbelievable. They looked like they could run the division. I was so impressed with Josh Allen. 300 plus yards, two touchdowns. He was their leading rusher, scored a rushing touchdown. I'm assuming it's because he was on the show. That's just me. But maybe it's, you know, his new mustache, whatever he calls that. I don't know what it was, but other than the two fumbles, they looked lights out. If he continues to play like this, he could be my dark horse for NFL MVP. I know that's a long shot, but that's why it's called the dark horse. I just was so impressed with his ability to see the field. I thought he read the defense so well. He had plenty of time between him and Sam Darnold. It just looked like completely different situations. And part of that is, you know, Josh's supporting cast. He has so much help, whether it's, you know, John Brown, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox. Uh, on the other side, you got Sam Darnold. He's running for his life. He's got very little protection up front, a totally different offensive line that hasn't played together before. So not a lot of continuity up front. They looked like they were, he just looked uncomfortable all day. And, you know, I've been in that situation and it sucks, but their roster right now is, it's nowhere near uh, the caliber of Buffalo's uh, or even the Patriots. I mean, they, they're gonna have a difficult time competing for the rest of the season. I, I don't see six, seven wins maybe. And, and that might be a stretch. And, and it's really too bad because Sam's, they have a great quarterback and I think they're going in the right direction. They just got to do it soon. He's exposing himself too much because he doesn't have guys open soon enough and he doesn't have enough time to get the ball to guys that are open. So they, they got a lot of work to do in New York, but hats off to Josh Allen, man. He was, um, he was impressive, really impressive. Moving over to another former team, the Chicago Bears on the road at Detroit. And right before this game, they announced Mitchell Trubisky as their starter. And what happens? Man, what? I don't know if anybody needed a day like that more than Mitch. And I'm so happy he got it because there was so much scrutiny in the offseason. They signed Nick Foles. He wins this quarterback competition. And now Mitch is named the starter. But, you know, people are still questioning things because they brought in Nick Foles. They bring in a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl champion. That lit a fire under Mitch and you know he had to go and perform and so for him to come back the way he did throw an absolute dime I mean people talk about dropping the ball in a trash can he dropped that thing into an absolute like a red solo cup I mean that was such a good ball and a great adjustment by the wide out just really really fun to watch him win a game like that because he could he, he really needed that right now and for a quarterback's confidence, that's that's big time. So hopefully that um, I, I know that started their season well, and hopefully they can continue that. Poor Matthew Stafford. He's one of my favorite players to watch because if he's got the ball in his hand, they have a chance to win. He's so gritty. He's so tough, and he is just the comeback kid, in my opinion. I, I think he's one of the league's best. So underappreciated, and he he drives him back down after Mitch throws this amazing ball, but he gives them a chance to win. So that was really, really too bad with that drop there in the end zone. But the Washington football team and their home opener against the Philadelphia Eagles was another telling moment for me this Sunday. It told me a lot about that front in Washington, the Chase Young effect. I mean, these guys had more than a handful of sacks. At one point, I know they were at seven. It seemed like they just had Carson Wentz's number and uh, some of that, you know, has to be the O-line in Philly, but it also has to come down to the quarterback. And 
He's got to get rid of a couple of those balls and then took took a bad, bad sack on third down. They're in field goal range in the third quarter where momentum's, you know, ready to shift back to the Eagles after uh, after Washington's making a little comeback. But they could have put out that fire and stopped the bleeding. And Carson takes a sack that knocks him way back. They still attempt a field goal and they end up a couple yards short on the field goal. So without that sack, even if he just fell down right away, instead of losing the 10, 15 yards that he did, they'd have those three points and it just kind of changes the momentum in that ball game. I think that's really where things went south. But accuracy in general for Carson, he struggled this week. Two plays on the outside, right next to the sideline, either comeback routes or kind of like a hinge route. And he left them inside and the DB, you know, took advantage. One was a little late and one was just left inside and, and he got picked off on both of those. But, you know, the fumble could have gone either way, I think, uh, when he's getting sacked also. But, you know, responsible for those two turnovers and, and Washington really capitalized. But you got Chase Young up front. You got Ryan Kerrigan. You got Montez Sweat in there as well. So that... That D-line, uh, with the help from guys like Ioannidis, who are doing dirty work on the inside, you know, taking on double teams and and uh, muddying up lanes for the running back and stuff, that's, uh, that's a good-looking group. So um, a great outing by the uh, Washington football team. Some takeaways from the Colts at the Jaguars. Man, it's so weird to see Phillip Rivers in a different uniform, any quarterback in a different uniform after they've been somewhere for so long, whether it's, you know, Cam Newton now in New England or Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. It just looks weird. So that was hard to get used to, and I don't know if I'll ever get used to that. But watching him play, two interceptions. One was, you know, early on in the game. They had already been stopped on a fourth and one, and he really forced this thing into double coverage on his first pick. And then the second pick was another tight coverage ball thrown, and the DB makes a little bit of a better play on that one, but still dicey to let that one go. So that definitely hurt him. And then for the Colts also, they um, – they got the uh, Blankenship, the the kicker from Georgia, and uh, he had his struggles last year at Georgia. I remember um, against South Carolina, I want to say, really struggled and, and had them in the game and missed a bunch of field goals. So he missed one that would have changed the dynamic of that last drive for Phillip Rivers in which he didn't get much help, man. T.Y. Hilton's got to come down with at least one of those balls, either on the sideline or the fourth down catch. You're their guy. Uh, you're the bell cow, T.Y. Hilton. That's your catch to make. And so uh, that was too bad because he's such a dependable receiver. It's very uncharacteristic. Then when you're talking the Jaguars, what really blew me away was Gardner Minshew. How about 19 of 20, 95% completions and three touchdowns? One of them was just to a wide open, uh, wide out, basically running butt naked through the secondary and nobody wanted to cover him and you know he could have thrown that with his eyes closed that was you don't see guys get open like that in the nfl and uh, gardner Minshew had a big old smile on his face after that that was an easy one but what a what a great job on his part managing the game a lot of talk going into the game was about leonard fournette leaving and going to the tampa bay buccaneers what are the jags going to do and how about james robinson this kid came out of nowhere illinois state undrafted rookie running back and the first undrafted rookie running back to play in week one to start in 30 years and this kid comes out and has an incredible day hurtling over defenders he had a reception for a long gain and you know he did whatever it took and hats off to him for uh, shouldering the load in the run game and uh, making it easy on Gardner Minshew. Moving to the Dolphins at the Pats man how different it was to see Cam Newton 
in a Patriots uniform. And the Patriots, uncharacteristically sloppy, a couple of uh, pass interference calls and uh, a botched field goal that you just don't see from them. But still, hats off to Josh McDaniels. Wow. Making it easy on Cam. Cam just looks so comfortable. He looked great. I mean, looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the league when it came to play action. He looked so comfortable in the pocket, stood tall, gave a good play fake, sucked up the defense, and he was tossing dimes around the field in the play action game. New England always having an efficient red zone attack. I was curious what they were going to do with Cam Newton, and I mean, it was perfect. They, they let him run. They let Cam be Cam, and he ends up scoring his 59th and 60th career rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. I mean, that's he's just going to continue to break his own record there. I was impressed, a little surprised with the third down call to call just a quarterback sweep on uh, a third and medium in the red zone, usually a passing down, and Josh McDaniels saying, hey, you know, we're going to take the air out of this thing, just let Cam go run, make something happen, protect our lead. If we have to kick a field goal, we'll kick a short chip shot field goal. So I thought that was a really intelligent move by uh, by Josh McDaniels. Fitzpatrick uh, didn't look quite as sharp as he would have needed to be to beat Bill Belichick and, and that defense. I know we talked at length about so many guys opting out, whether it's Patrick Chung or Dante Hightower, but they still came up with three interceptions. They still have Stephon Gilmore. So maybe this is uh, a wake-up call for the Dolphins and, and maybe we'll see Tua before we anticipated. Cam Newton also executed a two-minute drill right before the halftime that put him in position to uh, kick a field goal. Unfortunately, they missed it, but it was a short two-minute drill. He just looked like he was in command. I think he looks calm. I think him and Josh McDaniels, it seems to have a great relationship. I know it's only week one, but that was the perfect result that they needed to keep gaining trust and keep building that trust between Josh McDaniels and Cam Newton. Now to one of my favorite games of the weekend. God, it already felt like a playoff game or something, but the Bucks at the Saints... The Saints are about as well-oiled a machine as I've seen uh, in recent years. They just continue to reload. Great acquisitions this offseason of Emmanuel Sanders at receiver. But everybody, everything they had was on display. It was Kamara. It was Taysom Hill. It was Drew Brees being a normal Drew Brees, completing a bunch of balls. And then uh, their standout on defense was Janoris Jenkins. Nine total tackles and a pick six. So that brings me back to Brady. Interesting to see him play on a team that's a little looser, made a lot more mistakes than he's you know traditionally used to uh, in New England, and I think that's going to take some time to adjust to. And as much as he's going to try and remind players of staying within themselves and not making mistakes that hurt the team, he's got to look at himself as well because he had two picks. Uh, one of them just kind of sailed, I think. He was getting a little bit of pressure, and uh, that comes with, you know, playing behind a new offensive line, maybe not having all that trust there, but it kind of just sailed on him. The other one he just missed inside, and Janoris Jenkins took it to the house, took advantage of really what was a bad throw. So he had an out route towards the sideline. He left it short inside. The receiver couldn't come back and make a play on it, and Janoris Jenkins picked that thing and took it the other way for a score. So uh, just too many mistakes by the Bucks, but I still think they're, they're going to be just fine in their division and most likely take the wild card, uh, one of the wild cards out of the NFC. Fourth and forever, we're back. More importantly, football's back. And more importantly than that, Travis Kelsey on the show. We've had his brother before. Don't think that we think you're second class, okay? okay. It's just All the right. way it worked out. But welcome to the show, Travis Kelsey, uh, 1-0 and on the 2020 season. Congratulations. Thank you, brother. Thank you. It's always good to be 1-0, and man. Golly, winning that first game 
get it out the way, get the ball rolling. Um, everything was everything everything was smooth on game day, but it's good to be here. The Sanchez, I appreciate you having me on, even if it's after my brother. I get oh, it. Yeah. He's the he's the cooler Kelsey, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out after this interview. <laughs> I want to ask you a couple things about him. For sure. Uh, did you catch any? You you said you caught some of their game. Yeah. This weekend. I saw. I saw the first half. I saw the good half. Uh, it, I did not yeah. see. I was uh, gonna say, don't watch. Don't watch the second one. I did not see them coming back to win it there in the uh, second half. I thought the Eagles had a pretty yeah. good uh, grasp of beating them. But I know. So is so is football any given Sunday, right? Yeah. Right. You let teams hang around, and it could get ugly. So yeah. uh, that's what you guys didn't do. You guys put it on the Texans early and often. The first question I had for you was this new contract, not just you, but Mahomes as well. What does that investment from the Chiefs in you mean? And then the second part is any big purchases. Like, <laughs> what did you buy me? Because I still haven't gotten anything in the mail. But... Uh, first of all, what does it mean when the team invests in you like that? Yeah, I do. I do owe you, man, uh, from the last time I saw you. But uh, I couldn't tell you, man. It, it was such an unbelievable feeling to to just be trusted again, man, by the same organization that drafted me. I mean, I've been uh, I've been in one spot, and that's I mean, looking around the league, this uh, it's a it's a special thing, and especially in my mind to be able to be so united with this community, being in the community as much as I have been over my uh, first seven years. Um, and Kansas City has just been unbelievable uh, to me, feeding that feeding that energy right back to me, man. I've I've loved living here ever since I got here. And uh, shout out to the to the Chiefs for uh, trusting in me for the next six years to get stuff done. Very good. And then what'd you get? What'd you buy? Nice dinner for somebody. Um, man, you know watch. what? You know what? It um. See, the thing is, when I signed it, they're, they're, they weren't doing any signing bonuses, so it's just like right now, it's just like kind of the same, you know. Uh, bank account so right now i'm just i'm just kind of just chilling you know I'm just hanging trying to trying to make a dollar man okay balling on a budget exactly. i get it that's fine <laughs> exactly um, i don't have anything planned anytime soon i still got to work on the pool man i gotta get gotta work on the pool it looks like a swamp back there man all bad i want to talk about your family because i know we've had your brother on the show he obviously in philly but there is a tenacious mentality when it comes to the Kelsey family. And I want to know where that comes from because you guys play, it looks like both of you with your hair on fire and that stems from something. So where does that come from? Just a lot of, a lot of competitive uh, memories in the house, man. Um, winning some, losing some, getting close in both regards, blowing them out. I mean, heck, I, uh, I was definitely the better athlete growing up. I mean, if we can all kind of see Ooh. that on the field, right? Um, no, I, honestly, honestly, I, I am not the same athlete without Jason because what Jason did uh, to me when I was a younger kid was I, I started to try and get tricky with my mind just because I'm not as big and as fast as he is, obviously, being two years behind him. Um, well, I, I ended up catching him in high school a little bit in terms of height and size, but even when we were younger, he would he would try and trick me mentally in, into things. And so everything was a chess match on top of us being big <laughs> athletic kids. And that's where the that's where it really got the mind rolling when I started being able to use some of the stuff Jason was doing on me to other guys in the ice rink, um, on the baseball field, you name it, man. We played every single sport. That's awesome. He told us a story and... Did you watch the clip? Yeah, yeah, I saw the clip, man. It's always two sides, right? It's always two sides of the story. Yeah, so, so we heard that side, and now we want to hear the truth. All right, so f I will say this. He had, my hook shot was nice, okay? I had, I mean, it was with the right and the left. I was, I was smooth with it on both sides, Kareem-esque. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. 
If I had handles, I might have a basketball career, but I couldn't. I couldn't dribble. Okay. Was, I was. I was on like a two dribble limit. Anything after that, it was going <laughs> off an ankle or a knee, or somebody was ripping me. But I had the hook shot down pat. So Jason would eventually got into a scuffle outside, and I said some words that probably shouldn't have said. Um, came inside, and Jason just right into the right into the mouth. And from that point, I just scooped him. I was like, ah, I know my punches ain't gonna do much to this guy. I mean, he's he's like a brick wall, man. Trying to punch that dude isn't gonna. Oh, yeah. You gotta have heavy hands for 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 it to it to affect Jason, man. And um, trust me, I've seen it and I've tried. <laughs> and, um, but Jason is um when when I hit him right in his or when I picked him up and scooped him and it hit the floor. Um, I actually picked up my dad who was trying to break up the fight. So the fight kind of ended right there. I don't remember him pounding me like he said he did in the, uh, in the interview with you. But um, yeah, it was definitely um, my stand-up moment in life. The day I became a man and stood up to Jason. <laughs> that's great. Not too, many, that. not too many um, uh, fights after that, that's for sure. I'm sure. I, I bet not. So when you go on the field... Explain some of the uh, self-talk that you go through, the mental gymnastics of ramping up at the right time. Because once you're on the field, it's you can't get tackled. And if the ball's in the air, it's your ball. That's, that's what it looks like when we watch you play. Mm-hmm. So for younger kids and viewers out there, how do you get there? What you know, switch do you have to it's flip? switch, man. Yeah, you got to switch that flip into, I like to call it a professional mind state. Um, or a mind frame, uh, however you want to describe it, but it's just the state of mind that you have to go into in terms of how focused you are on the task at hand and how, mm-hmm. um, and really the routine of things right when it breaks the huddle. So you got to hear the huddle, you got to hear the call in the huddle. When you leave the huddle, you look at the defense and you see what they're in. So it's like you're just, you're nonstop trying to read the defense and figure out, all right, if this is what the defense is in, this is how I'm going to run my route, or this is how I'm going to block this guy. And it's mentally, being on offense, I think a lot of guys, and I definitely got caught into this early in my career, was that I was going out there um, and just running, trying to read the defense instead of trusting what I saw pre-snap and just reacting to anything different. I would, I would slow, and, and, and I was playing slower than I should have, where now I feel right. like being on the attack, making the, it's the, de- the defense is in a reactionary position. They, 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 I want to say they shouldn't have the advantage because there's a lot of guys out there that are, that are very good at what they do. But right, at, right. The, at the same time, they have to react to us no matter what. They can anticipate things, but they can't, they can't like be spot on every single time. So being the attacker, not, not reading it out and trying to base things off of what they're doing necessarily all the time, and being the attacker, being the aggressor, being the one that you have to stop me, um, that type of mentality uh, when, you, when you walk up to the line of scrimmage and just come off like a Tasmanian devil, man, control chaos. Um, dudes don't want to be a part of that, man. It's just a different world. I love that. That's great. That's perfect. It had to feel great, but how did, how good did it feel? Tell me how good did it feel to be back on the field because the season was up in the air with everything going on after your guys' game, but Saturday before the first Sunday of NFL football, the league goes through 5,000 tests, all negative tests. So you guys are obviously on the right track, but how good did it feel to get on the field? Man, it was... Uh... <laughs> It's here, man. It's here, and it's it's going, and it's working. And um, guys just still just got to stay accountable with what they're doing. Not, don't get lazy in the process, because that's when it's going to come and bite you, man. And I think it's um, 
it's a testament to, to the organizations for making the buildings safe and, and keeping everything regulated in terms of the tier system and all that stuff. I think I think right now, everybody, it's well thought out. It's well planned out. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, I've, I've felt comfortable going into the office and not uh, being being on the field, not wearing a mask and things like that. Uh, just because, you know, uh, guys are doing everything that you're doing in terms of being safe and being cautious of everything. Right. But, man, it felt good, man. Even it, we got to we got to go out there in front of the fans. I don't I don't know. That, next, that was my next question. That was my next, next question. Week, is next what? week in L.A., man, we don't we're, we're going to have our first game without fans. And I mean, I was watching it online and it, I mean, not online, but on, on the TV. And it just that there's certain energy, man. There's certain energy yeah. that, that the, the, the fans bring that make the feeling of a Sunday football uh, what it is and uh, not having them there. Yeah. It only being half full like uh, like it was for us last Thursday. I mean, even that felt awkward. It almost felt like a preseason game. I mean, the Chiefs fans, right. they brought it and the, the energy was there. And there was even a third down where it was it was hard to communicate for the Texans because of how loud it was. Right, but I saw that. At the, at the same time, it was just like... It's just not there. We had like the I felt like the energy on the sideline had to had to almost be something you you think about like oh man let's bring it let's bring it let's bring it create right. the energy create the energy don't ever let right. it be a dull moment so that we don't let these guys stick around. You catch the touchdown pass. I see you go in motion. It looks like uh, you guys are more or less in a bunch set and somebody cleared out for you. The back goes into the flat. It almost looked like a box beater, like a three man box oh, yeah. beater kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And 41, I don't know his name from the Texans, but he's he expands a little bit. What yeah. do you think right when you run past him? Because Mahomes, he knew what was going to happen. He saw it. He diagnosed it quickly. Oh, yeah. And he threw it right off of that dude's ear. So as you're turning, what are you thinking? Is it just find the ball or find Patrick? Or what are you looking at? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find that ball, man. <laughs> my head, my yeah, eyes baby. are big, and I am trying to find, locate that ball, <laughs> see how it's flying in, see how fast it's coming in. Funny thing is, is we ran that play about three or four times in, in training camp, and I dropped every single one of them. And I mean, when I say no every way. one of them, every single Coach Reed actually had to pause the tape when we were re-watching it one time and asked me, can you catch this ball? Can you make a play? Because we're out here looking sorry because you're dropping touchdowns. And I'm just like, oh, oh man, man, he's on my tail. No, I um. <laughs> so it's a play we we kind of prepped up for, uh, and it's not the first time I've ran that one, but it ended up being man to man. But it kind of played out like a like a box look to a bunch, and 41 yeah. just kind of got caught up in no man's land, and I knew right off of his ear I was gonna get a a bullet from Pat. So um, shout out to Demarcus awesome. Robinson for clearing it out, man. He's a. Uh, I mean, that's just that's football <laughs> at its finest, right there, man. Team yeah. ball. You're right. You're right. Great, great uh, recount of that play. I love that. And then the other thing was I wanted to ask about the game was more runs maybe than I anticipated. Do you guys call Clyde Edwards-Alaire Mighty Mouse? Because that's what they called him at LSU. <laughs> that's what that's what Coach Reed calls him. He probably caught wind of uh, of the coaches back there calling him Mighty Mouse, man. But okay. I mean, he's every bit of it. He's every bit of it. I'll tell you that, oh, yeah. man. That dude. And was that he, was that the plan going into it? Like. Hey man, we can ride this kid because we trust him, or this is the look we're getting from the Texans. What went into calling that many runs? I mean, I think that was just how the game played out, and that they, the coaches might have had a little bit of um, uh, he. We need to get him snaps type thing. We need to handle. We need to get him carries, get him acclimated in a sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I th- obviously he can handle the load, man. The guy's he's unbelievable. He sees he sees the game at a whole different level. And I'm not talking about height, man. I'm talking about just experience, man. He um, he hits yeah. the holes and and is very patient in that regard. So it's um it's cool to see. It's cool to you know see a guy grow and 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 be and kind of like 
put his super suit on, man. Everyone's seeing what kind of a uh, hero he is and what kind of superhero he is. And it's, uh, it's definitely been fun seeing him uh, turn into a, a star so far after the first game. Very good. Very good. I mean, but what blew my mind is you, Sammy Watkins, Clyde Edwards, Alaire. I mean, if I'm the defensive coordinator going against you guys, it's like, okay, what are we going to do with these guys? But the depth just keeps going, uh, whether it's yeah. D-Rob, like you said, or Miko Hardman, or, uh, you know, the Cheetah. You the guys cheetah, have everybody. Man. Are You're obviously comfortable because it's an ensemble cast. You have a bunch of studs that oh, not yeah. every game, you're not going to get 10 catches a game. You're not even going to potentially get 10 targets a game. But how do you feel about all that? Oh, man, because when you're rolling, I mean, as, as long as you, you go to the standings page on NFL.com, you look at the, the win and the loss column, and there's a goose egg in that loss column. <laughs> you're, there's more wins than there are losses. Uh, I mean, you can't be upset at, at, at what's going on on the field in terms of stats and things like that. And even then, even if you're, you're, you're in the losing side or you, you've lost a few games, uh, you still got to have the right mentality going out there, man. Um, I'm a firm believer that, that, that them getting catches is going to make my job 10 times easier. And um, I try and get guys open in terms of the, 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 the special routes that Coach Reed wants. I mean, you got to go out there and grab guys in zone defense, go, zone, going up against zone defenses and things like that. But it's just uh, it's a beautiful thing when everyone's eating, man, because everyone's happy. And, and we got that's one cool. five that's willing to throw that thing all over the field <laughs> and, and, and use oh, every single impressive. weapon he's got. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, this is this was a funny picture. Did I'm I don't, I'm curious what you guys thought about it, but your head ball coach, Big Red, man, he's got the foggiest mask I've ever seen. Um, did <laughs> oh, anybody man. give him a hard time? Everybody, did anybody think about you know getting it. him a squeegee? You know it, man. I I mean, we, everyone was trying to get him a fresh towel to to wipe all that off, but it was about. <laughs> 10 seconds, 10 to 20 seconds after he wiped it off with the towel, then it just started. Look at this picture, man. It just started to just, I don't know, fog right back up on it. It was kind of misty in the air, too. So it was like, I yeah, don't know. I it, just was, it wasn't a good miss. It wasn't a good mix for him, okay. man. Okay, what's what's the game plan next time? What are you guys going to do? We got to switch that I, up. For hopefully guys, they, got, they, they got a better visor, I guess. I don't know. Got to use a different yeah. material, one that doesn't fog up on them. Yeah, we got to yeah. get scientific out here with this thing. Okay, we'll lighten it up, lighten the mood a little bit. And I wanted to ask about catching Kelsey, yeah, the dating show. Yeah. Um, is, is it impossible to date? Well, tell me about the show first. How, how was it? Uh, you know, quick, quick answer on the show. I really hadn't watched too much reality TV going into it. Um, so I wasn't really sure exactly what I was getting into. I, I hadn't done anything in terms of entertainment <laughs> up to that point. So jumping into right. the old reality TV and... Um, the, the experience, it was fun. I had a lot of good, the producers, the everybody that I worked with in terms of uh, getting the show together. I mean, every it was awesome. It was, th those people were a, a, a bunch of fun to work with. Um, outside of that, ah, I just didn't like the, the process of reality TV. The, um, you know, <laughs> I... I I don't, I don't want to throw shade at whoever does it because it's it's for somebody. It's just not for me. And uh, I found that That's out fair. real quick. <laughs> and then uh, my other question is, how do you date with the way things are right now? I mean, yeah, like going on a first date with a mask, you can't even like get a good look at who you're hanging Man, out I, with. I'll tell you what, I've been tricked. The eyes, the eyes. There's a lot of women <laughs> out here with beautiful eyes. That's what I've realized as the masks have gone on, man. I don't, I'm not sure, man. You just got to be, you got to go with the gut instinct, man. What's real is real, man. 
and uh and and knowing uh the feeling that uh, tension or that um not tension but uh feeling that a relationship with somebody is 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 how you got to go about it man you can't think too much into things and if it's uh if it if it's a if it's an awkward feeling man you can't trust your instincts that's what i've learned through I like it, it. <laughs> that's great um and then or just don't date to, you know <laughs> or just don't date just don't date that, that works too um <laughs> let's see your uh your team decided to stay out for the national anthem uh the texans went in the locker room how is that how you guys are going to handle it moving forward and what were those discussions like um in the locker room in the team room things like that yeah, I mean, um, I know that Deshaun Watson and, uh, and Patrick Mahomes had, had been talking to each other to make sure that everybody was on the same page and to make sure that everybody was um, understood what both teams were doing um, just so that we could all make a make a good um, decision together. And we, we had a few team meetings uh, where, where we discussed it as a team to figure out what exactly we wanted to do. And, and we came up with um, if... Uh, if if somebody does want to kneel, you have the uh, the ability to. Nobody's going to judge you on here. Then that goes all the way up to the front office. Uh, Clark Hunt even said that 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 he's he's standing and supporting everybody on this team. So everybody had the opportunity and the and the trust that they were going to be supported going into it, no matter what decision they made uh, for both anthems. And Houston decided that they wanted to stay in, so there there was no controversy in terms of kneeling for one or the other or whatever guys wanted right. to do. So they just stayed in. Uh, to keep it out of uh, of the media's hands to kind of turn things into their own words. So uh, it, it it was just um it was all communicated, and I think it was I think it was a beautiful thing. It was an awesome awesome idea for both teams to do their own uh, whatever they were comfortable with. And sure enough, everybody on our team knows exactly where we all stand on it because we uh, we we communicated about it all. Yeah, that's great. It, it does seem like you're on the same page. It. You know, it goes back to the way you guys talk about the way you explained how you're happy when other guys are happy and they're performing. It, it just seems like you guys are a very close team. Uh, but when you do that sign of unity with the Texans and some of the fans there start booing, I mean, what went through your head? Man, so initially I didn't really, um, I didn't really hear the boos to the to the point of watching it over on on the TV and seeing the TV copy and really hearing the fans boo. Um, I mean, obviously, you wish everyone saw it, sees it how you do. You know, you wish you you sure. wish it was like that, but you also have to respect that not everybody was raised the same way. Not saying that one way of being raised is better than the other, or that right is wrong. Uh, either way, I just um, I think that a lot of people aren't trying to hear uh, that there's things going on in this world um, to other people that is that that is just that that's wrong. And um, you know, I just wish that everybody would see it. Uh, from a clear state of mind to know that uh, what's going on right now is not right and that, and that it has to change. But it's, uh, it's, definitely, it's, it's, it's definitely becoming more of a, a conversation, and that's where it all starts in terms of um, changing someone's perspective on things. Right. That's great. Yeah, you're right. These conversations are difficult, and the, the good news is people are having them. That doesn't mean everybody's going to agree. But at least yeah. creating the dialogue is important. So I, I think we're on the same page there. Uh, but you guys get to play on Thursday, so you get a little extra rest. Um, who else did you watch on Sunday? I know you said part of your brother's game. Uh, yeah. Who else did you watch? Well, I started what watching. What tight the, uh, ends were you looking at? I was watching. Uh, Mark Andrews had a big, big game, man. At about 88 or 90 yards and two touchdowns, man. Two unbelievable catches. 
and uh, Lamar Jackson out there tossing it around, man, just uh, proving everybody wrong, saying that he can't throw, man, because he was out there tossing right. it all over the field the other day, man, um, and still doing his thing on his feet, man. The guy's unbelievable to watch, especially in, in, in the field room. You could really dissect what he's doing out there. But uh, right. Mark Andrews had a great game, and then um, I caught uh, the Niners. I caught George's game just to see how he was he was doing and what happened over there, man. They just they hand that thing off to him about once a game now, man. I'm talking about jet sweeps, and he just makes it work, man. I don't know. Getting get the handoff, man. Go I'm jealous. Andy? I'm, Are you going to show jealous. that clip I'm not going to lie. I'm jealous. I, I haven't seen him uh, line up in the Wildcat yet, and I got, I, I've done that a few times on third down, third and short, but um, – I don't man the hand just a pure handoff. That's a lot of trust that you're just a a baller with the with the ball in your hands, man. That's dope. That's cool stuff to see. That's good. Are you friends with any other of the tight ends in the league? Is there like you know the quarterbacks are kind of have oh, their fraternity yeah, a little bit, but your tight know. ends are you tight? And who are you tight with? For sure, man. I mean, you obviously Kittle. Um, real close with Kyle Rudolph, another Ohio guy. He he grew up on yeah. the Southern Ohio in Cincinnati, and I grew up in Cleveland. Um, so I've known him, known about him at least since uh, since the high school days. Um, Zach Ertz, a guy that I came in with uh, back in 2013 in the draft, uh, guy I've I've actually learned a lot from in terms of route running and things like that. And then uh, and then Greg Olson, Greg Olson, I was just on his uh, podcast, his um, tight end one podcast, where he talks to a lot of tight ends oh, nice. throughout uh, throughout the the eras, all dating all the way back to Dicka and. Um, Wow. It's pretty cool. It's, it's a fun. It's a fun listen for everybody. If you had to rank your top five, you can. You were drafted what, like the fifth tight end taken in your class? Yeah, I think I was four, four or five. You, you're proving people wrong too, like you said about Lamar. But if you had to, excluding yourself, rank the top five tight ends, give me your top five. Man, I mean, you got to go Kittle one, man. That it, guy. It doesn't have just, to be in order. A, just your top five. Oh, okay. Um, I'll throw Kittle, um, Mark Andrews, just the way he's been coming on the scene uh, the past two mm -hmm. years. He's in there. Ertz, Ertz is definitely up there. Uh, no no question about that. This is where it gets like a little tricky. Man. Rudolph? Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Rudolph, that four, because now I'm really, I'm yeah. really down to it. Kyle Rudolph is definitely in there, man. He's, he's just a staple, man. He just doesn't get the opportunities. Yeah. Um, man, who's out there so I don't miss any? I can't think of any others. I'm gonna go Darren Waller, man. That dude is uh he's he's okay. he, I've seen him seen him two times out of the uh out of the year for the past two years. And that dude is just he's a big physical just a mismatch anywhere on the field, man. Can run routes and and, and, and can play physical inside, so I'm gonna put throw him in there. Nice. And then any guys under the radar, young guys that you think had a great year last year or even rookies you're looking out for, somebody that I love watching was Dawson Knox. Oh, we didn't talk about Gronk oh, yeah. either, but Gronk. Oh, yeah, Gronk. And then uh, what about Dawson Knox? Man, Dawson Knox, I, I think I think he is slowly becoming like a weapon for him over there, like like literally like drawing up plays for him. He was kind of he was kind of a guy that they would they would they would kind of hide in terms of scheme and things like that. But I think that he's starting to become a staple in that offense. So when I think of tight ends when if you're like a good tight end to me the threshold you have to break through like the day you scooped up your brother jason that was like the day you become a man <laughs> to me when you're a good enough tight end that they're gonna throw a screen to you that's like 
all right, this guy can ball, right? And you guys did it the other day. You got the backs going different ways. Mm -hmm. Mahomes is pumping, pumping, boom, and just dumps it to you. But Gronk had one against the Saints. And uh, they did one to Dawson Knox with the Bills. But, like, how excited are you when it's screened to why? Just tell me. Oh, man. To be honest, man, I'm I get a little shaky on a few different looks. Like if like I don't know, yeah, it's just yeah. it's all about a free rush. If you can get a guy one-on-one, a clean right. one-on-one rush, right. you're good. You're golden. But in terms of like a widescreen and it, dude, if you get, if you get a funky look or if you get like a <laughs> yeah. a double look outside, oh man, it can get it can get real awkward. You can get a blitz off the edge or somebody that's that that's screwing around in the gaps or just lazy. Like if you you get a guy that just isn't a big who's not rushing pass hard, rush, who's yeah, tired. just kind of just yeah. kind of halt, just lollygagging around. Like we tried to run one against the uh, the Niners in the playoffs in the in the Super Bowl actually, yeah. and um, it was it was it wasn't one where I was stationary. I was coming back like a whack block, like a back block, like a kick out yeah, on yeah, the backside yeah. of a run, and he did not want to transition into a pass rush. He just kind of just put his hands on me and just looked at the quarterback to see where it was going. And it was just like this. I mean, what do you do at that point? There's there's nothing to like throw. You can't just throw a Nick Bosa out the way. You know, I mean, that dude's a freaking beast, right. you know? So it's just that play got thrown to the ground and now we look like a bunch yeah. of scrubs. But no, it's, um, I did. You got, I mean, how can you not get excited getting the screen, man? You get to get, you get to have the big old lineman running, Running down the field like some you know, wild bull, just just throwing their body at defenders, man. That's it's it's some of the best. <laughs> so now you're uh, getting ready for a divisional opponent. Oh, the uh, the Chargers, obviously. And oh, yeah. did you ever have any conversations with Antonio Gates? And what oh, were yeah, those like? Sure, did you man. kind of look up to him or? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So I, my first dream was hoop. So when I was talking about the the hook shot, me not being able to dribble, that actually that stinks because I. I I wish I was in the NBA, or I still dream about being in the NBA, even as a 30-year-old man. Uh, but it's a uh, hoops was where it all started for me, and being a being a kid in Northeast Ohio, and I mean, you got the Mac all over Ohio, Mac football or Mac basketball, and um, he went to Kent State, so he was right down the yeah. street from where I grew up, and uh, and and the Mac uh, tournament every single year is downtown, so I even saw him play in college down at uh, at the time I, I believe was still the Gundarino. I'm not sure. Uh, when it transferred over. Yeah, no, so I, I saw him play in college and then obviously to watch him go and, and put up Hall of Fame numbers out in San Diego and then uh, Los Angeles now. It's a, it's definitely cool to, well, I can't even say now, I don't know, is he retired? Is he not retired? Um, Golly, the guy just keeps playing forever, man. I've, I've Obviously, coming into the league, there were a few guys that I really wanted to dissect and like try and learn from just to see what they were doing. And he was one of them. There was so, it's, there was so much patience and how he ran routes that it wasn't just it wasn't just like full just chaos all the time it was controlled he knew when to burst him get a burst uh he was, so he played with his speed at such a big size and then just used his body as a as a as a basketball player to go and get the rebound man every single time and um seeing how he used his body in certain uh routes and things like that I learned so much from him but definitely being able to say hello to him was was cool as hell that's awesome uh, and you're getting ready for the Chargers. So this week, um, they're coming off a close win with the Bengals. The Bengals kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit, missing a field goal late in the game. How weird is it going to be playing the Chargers without Phillip Rivers? Yeah, no, man, that's going to be awkward. I don't know even how to how to go about it. I guess um, Phillip is in, what, Indy now? I didn't even I didn't check yeah. that game. Did he have a good game? 
I think they lost. Uh, to... He played okay. He had a couple picks, but they lost. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, to, Rivers was uh, Rivers was fun to play against because you knew you were going to get at least a show, man. He was he's throwing up presents to everybody. He's not just throwing them to his team, man. He's tossing them things around. He didn't care. I think uh, over the course of my career, I think there were like three or four games that we played the Chargers and Rivers threw three or more picks. It was a, it was definitely one a game to uh, Marcus Peters every single time he played Marcus. <laughs> Yeah, they had a little back and forth. I Marcus, that. Marcus was Marcus is just eyes in the backfield the whole time, just like just waiting for that that inside corner, <laughs> while while that that post corner action, man, just yep. ready to pick it off. I love it, I love it. Uh, and then, what are you looking for against the Chargers? I mean, it's still early. You guys will put your game plan in, uh, yeah. you know, as the week I mean, goes on. But they're pretty consistent with what they do, though, man. Yeah, defensively without. Uh, Derwin James, I mean, how big of a loss for them? I mean, I I hate to see it, man, because he's such a good player. I love going up against the the best, man, and um and he's one of the best in the league right now at his position. And it just uh it stinks just because he came off of one uh towards the end of last year and he started getting his uh getting the momentum of playing the game back, just watching him on film. And um I'm a fan of how the how, the way he plays the game, man. You could tell he's accountable to all his teammates, and that's what I look at when I'm watching film. Is is this guy? You know what I mean? Out there doing his own thing, or is he out there playing team ball? And that's definitely something that he does. Um, but it's, it, it's going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be just a little bit different of a game plan um, going up going going up against them this year than last year. Um, and they, they do what they do very well. They sit there in that cover three, and they, they got the little hinge player to take number three through the middle. And uh, they play it. They yeah. play they play their defense uh, to the T. So we're just going to have to stay disciplined on it. Like it. Um, I wanted you. You talked about the community of Kansas City, and what they mean to you. How much energy and how much you feed off of them. But there was a lot going on that you do for the community, and I wanted to talk about uh, your charity a little bit. But I also heard a story about a Bronco that you built, a special oh, yeah. Bronco. And then, well, you explain the story about the Bronco. Yeah. So I mean, the Bronco came about. Omez uh, reached out and wanted to do something. Um, through a foundation to kind of raise money and raise awareness. And, um, and Omez, I mean, I, I was more than happy to, to get in there. I it, being in that Bronco that, I mean, cause it was restored, fully restored. Like everything on that thing looked absolutely brand new. Like it was a, like it was a fresh car. And I believe it was, a I I forget what it was. It might've been in the eighties or I believe it was an 80 Bronco or seventies Bronco. Um, but the frame on it was old school and everything looked brand new on it. And it was just a, it was it was such a cool experience to be able to I don't know raise money that way I guess I, I had never yeah. just been uh, <laughs> trying to auction off a car I guess but my foundation eighty seven running is uh, it helps out both the Kansas City area kids uh, as well as my hometown Cleveland Ohio um, both communities I, I I care and I, I love so much for uh, how they've how they've helped me grow into into a man and I just want to be able to give back in that regard uh, whether it's helping a kid. Uh, find a find a path in life or whether it's helping a kid you know what i mean um build on what he or she is truly passionate about and i've teamed up with uh, operation breakthrough which is a, a unbelievable school around here that um that helps out inner city kids that um don't have the the easiest or the or the best situations at home so mm-hmm. uh what they do is they they provide just about everything for them and and when i jumped on board they oh, wow. were they were just exp- they were expanding the school into um into a STEM system, a STEM lab, um, everything, everything you could think of in terms of uh, 
having a having a certain career, uh, it's there. I mean, they have a kitchen, they have an art studio, they have a robotics lab. That's what I helped uh, bring there as a robotics wow. lab. 87 are running a robotics lab. And now that I've seen them grow over the past yeah. seven years, uh, I'm trying to trying to get a, a teenage co-working spot for the uh, kids that grew out of Operation Breakthrough, which, which is right now just uh, kindergarten through eighth grade. So doing doing a lot in the community and just trying to trying to give uh, give as much back to the community as, uh, as they've been giving me over the past years. So cool. Between you and your brother clearly raised the right way and great set of parents. Uh, but those are the kind of things that you look at and you're just uh, proud to have ever been associated with people like you because of what you do for the community and recognizing your platform. That's awesome, man. We, we appreciate you, you talking about that. And then where would they go? So 87running.com, give me the plug for your charity yeah. so people can go check it out. Just go to 87running.org. Okay, and then uh, we wanna do the GQ spread face off. Me versus Ooh. you. Do we have those Ooh. clips to show them? Ooh, baby. Ooh. What are we looking at here? You got a little pompadour going. What we got, man? What, I, what am I, a leprechaun? Why is my beard so red? <laughs> Did you know oh, they yeah. painted that sweater on me? <laughs> that That's thing is snug, man. Too. That is a deep snug. V-neck. That is a deep V-neck. God, Look I used at to that, be, man. It used to be so much bigger. Dang. <laughs> what a loser. Man, oh man, I got the I got the high water pants going. Got the top of the boots. Look at that. What is what a stud look. What a stud look. Got the okay. got the got the comb up. Not not the comb over. Not the comb. comb up, yeah. Just the comb up. Golly. The pompadour, dude. That's nice. That's solid. Was there a fan blowing that up, or what was going on? <laughs> it looks like it. I can't remember. It was a little while ago. No, I, I think they, that's, that's just a, that's just some good product. Is what that is. It's <laughs> great product. <laughs> Well, at least you can tell your kids, you know, hey, man, I was in GQ. If you get old and overweight and out of shape, you know. Oh, man. You always Definitely, have those man. to look back shoot. on. It was a fun shoot. And then we're going to go through some pictures. We're going to call this segment uh, Fly or Buy. It's kind of like hot or not. And yeah. you're going to tell me what you think. Let's go Alvin Kamara. Do we like Alvin. this outfit? The I'm saying turtle? fly, man. I like that. I got the turtleneck fly. with the, the nice, what kind of, what is that? A, is that a violet? What is that? So nice. It's all about the color, yeah, and it can't just be like a purple. Yeah. You can't just say that's purple. That's something more extravagant. Oh yeah, that's like one of the sixty-four crayon box colors. That's a weird one. Yeah, you definitely got to get that one for yeah. sure. It almost looks like okay. A, next one, a purple frosting. Ooh, man. Hello. The red dreads. Bold statement. <laughs> red dreads. Are you ever? Are you ever going to dye your hair red? You know what? I don't know. Can never say never. I might lose a bet okay. late in life. You never know. Um, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. Dude, I say shave it, shave it, and go red mohawk. Go like Avril Lavigne, just like go full yes. rocker, just strong. Red hair. Get get some hair whips going. Okay, next one. <laughs> oh, Deshaun, this is what he wore to the game. I'm going What'd thumbs up here? for sure. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, that's just a smooth, smooth look. It's a smooth look. And it, look yeah. at that background. That's Arrowhead Stadium. That's inside Arrowhead Stadium right there. So it's definitely a good yeah, look. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, next one. Oh, okay, for sure, so man. this is Henry here with the Titans. And so those names on his jacket are social injustice victims. What do you think of this one? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's awesome, man. The, the idea, the creativity. Um, I mean, it's a, and it's a bold statement. One of the biggest names in the league 
uh, making a statement for uh, for for the people of color and the people of uh, that are being yeah. victims of uh, injustice. Yeah, that's great. Next one. Oh man, who's Joe this? this? Who is this? Joe Burrow. This dude looks great. <laughs> Look, at this <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Is this Joseph A. Banks? Man, he's killing it. <laughs> you kidding me? Golly, he's awesome. got a suit deal for sure. He's got a suit deal for oh, sure. Yeah. That's a nice, it's a nice it. olive, olive window paint. <laughs> Can't go wrong with it. That boy Joey Burrow. Was that the last Ohio one, or we got it? one more? Oh, here we go. Here's the Ravens coming in. Hollywood Brown and Lamar Big Jackson. Trust. Big trust. You, I mean, did you look at the chains. Just look at the chains. Look at the That's swagger serious. around the neck. That is some serious bling right there, man. Two of the two of the That's younger. Right. Just bright futures of the league, just walking in, knowing they're about to put up 30 on somebody. Doesn't get any better than that, man. Golly. I love it. Oh, we got more. This is See, this oh, is my look now. T-shirt, board shorts, and some freaking sandals, dude. Flip-flops. Let's roll. He's got, he's got at least four beers, and that, and that <laughs> book bag is actually insulated. So it's actually a, it's, it's a fridge. It's a, just a fridge on your back. And he's going to the, this is good. He's, he's going to the beach. But he's being safe and wearing a mask to the beach. That's Don't right. Don't forget to wear the mask right. to the beach, everybody. <laughs> I love it. And what about your guy? What is this? My guy, just, just quarantine cozy out here, man. My guy, Miko Hardman. <laughs> Brought his brought his boy Teddy to the to the party, man. Just decided he was gonna stay stay with the quarantine fit and make sure that everybody saw the bling around his neck, man. Look at this guy. That's how that's how you hang out at the house, Miko. Just uh, just with the chains on. I respect it. I respect it. Respect. That's quarantine chic. The pink do rag, nice. man. The pink do rag, man. That that's what got me. <laughs> that made you don't it. always see the color do rag, man, but the pink do rag. They put the fit all together. Made it made the. Made the bunny socks or the bunny shoes look uh, look proper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it brings out the pink. brings out the pink in the uh, bunny ears. Perfect. Thanks again, Travis, for making the time for us. Best of luck, obviously, with the rest of the season. Take it easy on your brother. And um, <laughs> we'll talk to you real soon. Give us your Instagram, Facebook, all your handles, yeah. whatever whatever you got. Yeah, I mean, kill it, Trav, on Instagram. Uh, and then it's uh, T Kels, just at T Kels on Twitter, man. Come check me out. I appreciate all the support, Marky Mark. Like always, brother, it's good to catch up. And um, yeah, I don't know about taking it easy on Jason anytime soon. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Thank you. Yo. Like, share, subscribe uh, at Mark underscore Sanchez at Fourth and Forever Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.